this morning I uh, did a teaching on a lamb for a house. It's out on Facebook. If you uh, have access to Facebook, you can go listen to it. And it titled it a lamb for a house. And it's, uh, I didn't quite mute you, but it's out there. And, and like I said, you can go listen to that. And we're, we're going to look a little bit more at that this, uh, this afternoon. Uh, most likely next week we'll be back into a grace series. But the grace of God is, is really the work of uh, God in Christ. You know, a lot of people try to figure out what grace is. And grace is Christ revealed in us. That's God's grace. That's His divine purpose, His will, His pleasure. And, that, and that's the, His glory. You, you know, you, you can sum up all things in Christ. But in the book of Exodus is the story, Exodus 12, of the first Passover. And I mentioned this morning that the word Easter in your Bible is actually the word Passover. In the King James Bible, the, I believe the only place Easter is used is in Acts 12. And if you look up the definition of that word, you will actually find out it means Passover. So the Passover for the Israelites was the uh, time, you, you know, it started when they were in Egypt. And God came forth through Moses and began, you know, to deliver them out. And as he was bringing the plagues upon, upon Egypt and Pharaoh, he told them to take a lamb and slay the lamb and put the blood up on the doorpost. It's uh, found in Exodus chapter 12. And enter into the door and eat the lamb. And that just is so powerful, the imagery to me, that they entered into the door. They entered into the death of the lamb. That's what that speaks to me. That they entered right into the death of the lamb. And entering in there, they ate the lamb. And I, I was sitting and studying this uh, some time ago, and I could see like a tomb as I was studying this, that the children of Israel went in there with that dead lamb. They were baptized, as Paul said in Romans 6, we are baptized into his death, and, uh, and we're buried with him in baptism. So... So I could see that picture there in Israel that they went in that house to partake of that lamb and they were eating in type and shadow the death and burial and resurrection or eating the death and burial till he come. Like Paul says over in 1 Corinthians. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. They come out of that house in the light of the new day. Glory to God. And in the light of the new day, they were headed toward a land they had never been before because they had been bound up in Egypt for, what, 400, I believe 430 years. They'd been bound up and they only knew the lifestyle of the Egyptians. So they didn't know anything besides the lifestyle of the Egyptians. And they're coming out through the blood of a lamb. Now, as we see that picture over in the book of John, John sees Jesus and says, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. So, so the picture that that is declaring is speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. 
And he is the lamb for the house of God. In, in Israel, they were told to have a lamb for the house. And we are all of God's household if we've eaten of this lamb. And it's one lamb that fills up the whole house. He's, he's great enough that he fills up the whole house. And it is the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and just for review for a second, and if you heard me this morning, I, I apologize, but it'll be okay for you if you hear it again in John 10, Jesus said, I'm the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. He shall go in and out. He will go into the door and he will come out the door. And this, I, I used to teach it in such a way that we would enter in there and we'd get a little, a little bit of revelation, a little bit of understanding, and we'd come out and we'd give it to folks. And I was sitting before the Lord one day, just studying the Word, looking at God's Word, meditating in my heart. And I could hear in my spirit, origin, originate. And I began to look up the words, the root words in this, uh, go in and out and find pasture. And sure enough, in one of the meanings was, ori was origin, was originate. And... I begin to see what Jesus was saying. You're going to enter into the door. I am the door. I'm the door with the blood on it. You're going to enter into my death. You're going to eat of me. Because that's what they did. They entered in there and they ate of the lamb. And you're going to come out of me. You're going to originate out of me. You're going to be birthed out of me. You're going to... Your origin is no longer going to be the old man. Your origin is now the new man in Christ. You shall go in and come out, but you don't come out like you were before. You come out a new man in Christ Jesus the Lord. You come out a new creation in Christ. That's what you come out, and that's what he was saying. You shall go in and out and find pasture. So you go in through the door who is Christ, and you come out through the life of Christ. So you're now coming out in newness of life. Not in the oldness, glory to God, but in the newness of life we come out and we come out to go into the fullness of the land of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and that's what uh, Brother Joshua, I'll call him Brother Joshua because he, he partook of, I'm sure, of the same Lamb. Brother Joshua said when they crossed over into the promised land, he told them, said, you've never been this way before. When you see the priest carrying the presence of God, the Ark of the Covenant, speaking of the presence of God, he says to go after it, because you have never been this way before. And so that's what we do as we see the presence of God we go after His presence and we enter into that new land, that new place of living, that glorious place who is the Lord Jesus Christ. How do we get there? We eat the lamb. We eat His flesh and we drink His blood. In the book of John 6, John chapter 6, if you have your Bible, Jesus says to His disciples, starting in verse 43, He's speaking to His disciples. He's speaking to the Jews that are there, the Jews He has fed the bread, the, the baskets of bread and worked the miracle and they followed Him across the water. And He tells them, 
Murmur not among yourselves, in verse 43. No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. And that's what we're, a lot of people are talking about today is the resurrection. And he says, It is written in the prophets, and they shall be all taught of God. Every man therefore that hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me. Not that any man hath seen the Father, save he which is of God, he hath seen the Father. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers did eat man in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then said Jesus unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except you eat my flesh, or eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoso eat of my flesh and drink of my blood hath, hath eternal life. What? Hath, not going to get, but hath eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth, dwelleth in me, and I in him. As the living Father hath sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. Now, this is a mouthful. And this word, I will raise him up at the last day. In, in Psalms 118, Psalms 118, uh, 21, it says, I will praise you, for you have answered me, and have become my salvation. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Say now I pray, O Lord, O Lord, I pray. Send now prosperity. Blessed is He It comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you from the house of the Lord. Now, now listen to that song. And you have become my salvation. This is the day the Lord has made. This is the day. The day the Lord has become my salvation. Jesus says in John 14 and 20, He says, At that day you will know, I am in my Father, you are in me, and I am in you. Now that's not a physical day. That's not a, a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. That's a day that's made known to you by the Spirit of God. This is the day that the Lord is made. The writer in Hebrews says, Today is the day of salvation. Now that day of the day of salvation has been ever since Jesus died, was buried, and raised from the dead, and the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, a whole new day come forward. And that is the last day. That is the day of the Lord. That is the day that Jesus is talking about. I will raise you up. How He's going to raise you up is He's going to raise you up out of that old man, out of that old creation, and He's going to bring you forth into the new man who is Christ Jesus the Lord. Glory to God. 
So we're raised out of the Adam man, out of the carnal man, out of the nature of the old man, and we come forth in the newness of His life. Now, this is quite a day. You know, um, the writer says there in one place, he's, you, you know, I think it's Peter, but one of the writers says, the day star coming up or in your heart. So the light of that day is coming, not outside, but in you. And so many of God's dear people are looking for the light of that day to come from the outside, but that day is filling us up as the light of the knowledge of the glory of the Lord is made real to you and I. See, where we begin to see the light. Who, who is the light of the day? Who said He's light? Jesus said, I'm light. I'm the light of the world. Now, that didn't mean He was sunlight. That didn't mean He was the sun, the stars, or the moon. He's the light we see by and walk by and live in in God's day. And we that are His have come to the day of the Lord. You know, you go back and you, and you say, well, Brother Wayne, there's a lot of bad things that happen in the day of the Lord. In the Old Covenant. And I'll say, yes. Yes. <laughs> but there are also glorious days. And in the book of Isaiah, for example, in one part of the picture, you see doom and gloom. And in the other part of the picture, you see that the glory of the Lord is risen upon me. And you see that same picture with the children of Israel. When the children of Israel are ready to go into the Red Sea, what happens? A cloud and a fire are there. To them, that cloud and fire is light, prosperity, health. Everything you can say, abundance of, of the Lord, victory. What's He to the Egyptians? That same God is sitting there to the Egyptians in his turmoil. In fact, when they roll into the Red Sea, he troubles their chariots. Go back and read the story. So he troubles their chariots. So he's darkness and he kept the Egyptians away from the Israelites by that same cloud that was light and life to them. See, see, that day of the Lord can be doom and gloom, and it was when that day of the Lord come upon old nation Israel, it was doom and gloom. Man, uh, just, just like the writer of Revelation wrote of, the, the blood to the horse's bridle, and so forth that come upon that land as God removed that old off the earth and brought forth in power and victory the glorious new. And see, we've been living in the new and, and we get confused with the old. But see, we're in the new man, in the new creation, in the new covenant. God has cut a new covenant in the earth through the Lord Jesus Christ. And we that eat His flesh and drink His blood, we, we keep eating His Word and He comes. He, he raises up in us. He comes forth in us. And that's what I believe the Apostle Paul was talking about in 1 Corinthians 11. In 1 Corinthians 11, if you've got your Bible, verse 23, Paul writes here, For I have received of the Lord that 
which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take eat, this is my body which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. And after the same manner also he took the cup, which when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do you as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And that's what we're doing right now. We're eating his flesh and drinking his blood. We're coming together in the understanding of the new covenant and we're partaking of Christ till he come. He said, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Now, where did Jesus tell you he was going to come? Flip over to John 14. He tells us in his word. John 14, in John 14, and I think I'll start with verse 3. Jesus says, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come. Again, this is the same word come that's in the book of uh, Corinthians I just read, and I'll try to pronounce it, or kamea. It means to come or go, and he says, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where... I am there, you may be also. And you can read the rest of this, and I'm going to just flip down for time's sake. Flip down to verse, I don't know, 15. Verse 15, Jesus says, If you love me, keep my commandments. Now, he's speaking, he's still in the same thing we we started with. He's talking about preparing a place and that he's going to come and receive you to himself. And he says, verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come, same word, to you. I'm going to come to you. Hallelujah. Yet a little while in the world see me no more, but you see me. Because I live, you shall live also. He told you that in John 6, that, that we're going to live by him. He that eats my flesh and drinketh my blood is going to live by him. Glory to God. We're going to live by the light of the new day. But here... He's saying, a little while the world's not going to see me no more, but you're going to see me at that day. At that day you will know, what are you going to know? I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Now, that's a coming of the Lord. (laughs) Anyway, you slice it. He's going to come and He's going to make Himself known that He's in His Father. You are in Him and He is in you. He that have my commandments and keepeth them, He it is that loveth me. And He that loveth me shall be loved of my Father. And I will love Him and will manifest myself to Him. Judah saith unto Him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not into the world? Jesus said, answered him. Jesus answers him. And said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him. And here's the same word, or command. And we will come unto him and make our abode with him. 
Here's how He's going to manifest Himself to you and not to the world. He's going to come to you. Personally. Corporately. As His body. And He's going to manifest. He's going to unveil Himself to you. And you're going to know. Well, Brother Wayne, why don't I know? He said, eat my flesh and drink my blood. You know, sometimes we look for an easy way. I, I know uh, the Lord's really been dealing with me with this, and people look for an easy way. How, give me a magic prayer to an, understand everything in the Word. You know, just pray over me to understand it. Or we, or we, or we dismiss it, and we, we sing the song this week, by and by, we'll understand it better in the by and by, and so on and so forth. So we either do, kind of do one or the other. But Jesus gives us the answer. He says, hey, continue in my word. Then you're my disciples indeed. If you love me, keep my word. If you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you're going to know that I'm in you. You're going to know that I live by the Father and you live by me. You're going to understand this. You're going, it's going to be made real to you. You know, the apostles, I believe, got a hold of this. And in the book of Acts, just a simple little thing, it says they broke bread from house to house daily. It ain't talking about eating spaghetti meals every night. I mean, they may have been eating, you know, sharing dinner together. And that's all great and all. But he's talking about they were daily breaking the word of life. They were daily gathering. They were daily searching the word. Paul, Paul talks about the Berean church searching his word daily to see if he's the truth. We think if we come to a meeting once a week and gather for an hour, we, we're seeking the Lord. Well, these apostles were continually in the word. They were not just the apostles, the people that were gathered unto them. This was a continual thing that they might know Him. They were in a place that they knew this Jesus could be known, that He could be revealed, that He could be shared from house to house, from person to person, that out of their bellies would flow living water, that the Word of life would come out of their mouth. So they were coming to, to have communion, eat flesh, and drink His blood every day. And we've made it this, you know, one-time event or twice a year we have communion. I'm telling you, every time I get into this Word of God, I am communing with the Lord. I'm eating His flesh and I'm drinking His blood till He appear, till He come, till He is made known. You say, well, Brother Wayne, I, I, I don't see that. Well, get in the Word. Get in the Word. And allow the Spirit of God to make it real to you. Hebrews 10. Now, this isn't the same word come, but it's, it's still dealing with a, a coming of the Lord. In Hebrews chapter 10, it says in verse 6, "...in burnt offerings and sacrifice for sin, thou had no pleasure." And see, see, Jesus said He was going to drink you, you know, the fruit of the vine with them new in His Father's kingdom. So, he, so in that old covenant, they, they had no pleasure in the sacrifices for sins. God had no pleasure therein. But He said, then said, Lo, I, lo, I come in the volume of the book. What does He come in? The book. 
And what does he say of the book? He says, it is written of me to do thy will, O God. So the volume of the book is written of him. God wasn't satisfied with the sacrifices under the first. They were there as a picture, as a symbol, as a type. Everything there in the first was a picture, a symbol, and a type. It was of God. It was used of God. I mean, there are these folks out here today saying, well, Moses didn't hear God right. He heard God absolutely correct. And God worked that type and shadow toward what He was going to do in Christ. And so all those offerings that were under the first was speaking of what God was going to do in Christ. So that's why they had to continually come to that altar. They had to continually come and bring that lamb or bring that sacrifice continually because God was continually speaking of what He was going to do in Christ. But lo, He cometh from the volume of the book. These sacrifices and offerings were speaking of Him to do the will of God. And the will of God was to take away the first, the first offering, the first orders, and to establish, not just to take away, but to establish the second. So He took away that old and brought forth the new. And so Jesus told them when He sat with them on what we we talk about as the Lord's Supper on that Passover day. He said, this is the blood of the new covenant that is shed for you. And And He told them there, He said, I will drink no more of the fruit of the vine till I drink it with you new in my Father's kingdom. And on the day of Pentecost, that new wine came forth and Jesus has been drinking of the blood of that covenant ever since. The, you know, been drinking of the fruit of the vine. He, he actually tells them, I'm the vine. And we're drinking, I'm partaking in a daily manner of the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, meekness. Have you ever had the peace of God flood your heart? Have you ever had the joy of God flood your heart? Have you ever had the goodness of this new covenant? Have you ever had what God has done in Christ made real to you? Man, that's drinking it new in the kingdom. That's what Jesus was talking about. So we eat His flesh and we drink His blood. We commune with Him. We commune with one another. That's what we come together to do, that this resurrection life would just flow through us. Just one last thing, and we're going to open it up. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. He didn't say, hey, I'm doing a bunch of resurrections. He says, this is what I am. And the Apostle Paul understood this and says, hey, you're raised with Him, seated with Him. In heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He's opened the door. He's opened the door that we can know all of Him. We want to know. We can set our hearts toward knowing the fullness of God in Christ. And God's going to give us the desires of our hearts. So if that becomes the desire of our heart, He's going to fill us full of Himself. Those that hunger and thirst for righteousness. Have you ever thought about that Scripture? 
He says, those that hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. How, how do I get filled with righteousness? I get filled with Him. Righteousness is a person. We have the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We have the person of righteousness who just covers us with the garment of Himself. Glory to God. Well, I'm going to end the recording right here. Bless you all. I'm going to open it up.